1991, I was the recipient of the ever-so-loving nickname Tina Talk-A-Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't wanna disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Hello, hello everybody. I'm super pumped today. We have a guest with us. So as I always say, I love to talk, but every once in a while I like to listen. And I think the joke in my intro says I listen in on Tuesdays and we just so happen to be interviewing on a Tuesday. So it works out <laughs> that here we are. And so I have Eddie with us and he is a strengths coach. Is that, is that the title you would give, a, give yourself? Strengths sure. coach? Okay, cool. Sure. And so I met Eddie through his wife, Angela. She is another doTERRA wellness advocate, actually a presidential diamond, which is the top uh, level in our, right? Am I correct? Presidential diamond. Uh, she's a blue diamond. Blue diamond. Okay. I was like thinking presidential. Anyways, blue diamond. Um, I'm, I'm speaking in the future. So maybe that's like a, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally going to be a thing, right? Uh, blue Absolutely. diamond in doTERRA and um, I've gotten to know her um, pretty well just at events and online and I knew that Eddie was uh, doing a ton of strength stuff and so I've loved this I talk about it a lot on the podcast but I thought well let's bring in an expert Uh, so Eddie I would love to just kind of hand over the virtual mic to you and hear you know a little bit how you got started in this and like why you love it so much because obviously it's a passion yeah it it's a passion because it's very personal for me Uh, you know I've I've spent I'd say I spent the majority of, I'm 47. I just had my 47th birthday a couple of days ago. And I, um, I've spent the majority, I'd say a good 43 years of my life, <laughs> 42 ish, yep. um, trying to do everything in a way that pleased people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I ultimately like, I think like most people want to see people happy. I want to see people move. I want to see people get things. And and um, even in my own household, I want things to work out for everybody. And, and so I've, the way I was approaching it for so long was figure out what makes them happy and then just give that to them. And then when they're happy, I'll be happy. And that's pretty much how I lived the majority of my life since I can remember, you know, and I know now, I understand now that was the thing that led to uh, being so unhappy, uh, not just in, you know, in, in my personal life, but also in every job I ever had, um, every relationship I had up until, you know, obviously I met Angela and we uh, got married, but it was just a lot of that just caused a lot of problems. And the, where it got bad was after I had got fired, the second time I got fired while we were, had just moved to a brand new area. And at that point, I was just kind of feeling like, look, trying to make people happy is not working. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it was, it's just leading to more and more misery. And the worst thing about working for a large corporation for a long time is I completely lost my sense of identity because I'd spent all my time trying to make the company happy. Yeah. And so after getting fired, I'm like, well, who the hell am I? What am, what am I supposed to do? I don't even know what my passions are. I don't know what my purpose is, uh, and those things. And so after becoming an entrepreneur, which helps. Um, you kind of have to figure out who you are. If you're going to be a, a business owner, you kind of have to figure out why you want to do the things you want to do, why the products you sell are so passionate, like what you're so excited about with those things. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I got introduced to strengths. So to, to simplify this whole process, strengths helped me 
identify why the things I do helps people and why certain things does not help people. For example, Mm -hmm. trying to make people happy. It is the (laughs) absolute worst thing. I learned that my 34th strength is harmony, which means for me to spend time worrying about what other people will or won't do or will think or won't think or how they feel and so on. It's catastrophe. It's like, like I, the way I, uh, the analogy I say, is like trying to drive a nail through a two by four with a ham sandwich, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's awful. So anyway, I, and so when I learned that my strengths were part of who I am and I started seeing results based on me being me, I experienced a level of joy. I didn't even know was possible. And now that I've spent a few years mastering this for myself, I'm desperate, trying, desperately trying to help other people experience the same thing. Yeah. I'm learning that I'm not a freak occurrence, that my strengths, although are unique, are, can, uh, this whole process of loving who we are is duplicatable. Anybody can do this. Yeah. And, and once I figured that out, I, that's my mission. Yeah, I, Gosh, out, I love that's that. My mission. And I know you have done several events. You do a lot of online things. So you do a lot of education, uh, specifically with doTERRA leaders. Do you, do you move beyond that? Like, have you worked, you work with other people other than doTERRA? Yeah. In fact, it's so funny. You mentioned that I just did a call this morning for a group of people who are uh, real estate agents. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, What I'm learning with, with strengths is that it can be go anywhere. I've done mm-hmm. marriage workshops. I do. And I, I love, by the way, I love marriage workshops. They're so much fun. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. They really are a lot of fun. And, um, marriage workshops, we do trauma work. We do, we help parents become better parents. We help, um, uh, people find their why and find their messaging in their business, all kinds of things, uh-huh. um, because strengths is universally applicable. You know, it can apply okay. to anything. Um, which is why I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, when I was introduced to it, I mean, several years before doTERRA really latched on to this idea of strengths, I, I was obsessed then. And then, you know, just even getting some more knowledge, I was like, give me more, give me more. And I I know I shared with you, this with you off air, but I often say like, I would absolutely love to be a strengths coach. I'm single focus on doTERRA uh, right now, but I love, love, love learning about myself and learning about people. And yes, when you said about marriage, I can totally understand being able to do a marriage retreat based on your strengths, uh, learning about your spouse. Uh, my husband and I, we learn my um, top strength uh, is um, futuristic and strategic. It's futuristic and strategic. And then my husband's is belief. And so we like often just joke <laughs> yeah, that like, you guys can't see Eddie's face right now, but he's like, oh shoot, darn. <laughs> Cause he like, you know, everything he believes, like everything's just going to like happen. Right. And fall on his lap. And it, it does like, that's how his whole life has been. And I like want to plan it all out and I want to know what's going to happen. And it's just like, so I could totally see <laughs> where someone counseling us on our strengths would be a really good thing. Sure. So you have, uh, your husband has belief high. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Do you have ideation in your top 10? Uh, yeah. In my top 10. Yeah. Okay. That's where the fun is. Okay. So can I, can I share this? So we're just yeah. having a conversation, right? Yep. So, so what I love about strengths is that when, one of the things that we're good at doing is pointing out problems, like, especially in marriages, right? So we're talking about marriage and we, we like to go, oh my gosh. And, I, and every time I do marriage workshops, it's common for someone to say, oh my gosh, me and my spouse, we're so different. Like that's a weird thing, <laughs> right. 
right? Like if we think about it for a second, we instinctively feel that it's weird that our spouses and our and I are we're are we are so different than our spouses. Like that's supposed like that's not supposed to be that way. Right. And what I've learned is it it's actually that's exactly how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be different because we are. But when we're looking at two strengths like ideation and belief, um, what I'm going to share with you, your mind is going to naturally go to how this can cause conflict. Hmm. But what we're going to work on here just briefly is how they be, can they be uh, used complementary? Okay. So when other people say conflict, I see only compliment. Hmm. Uh, and this is not about being positive and positivity is not even one of my top strengths, but the, the what this is about is about seeing um, the good in the differences. So People at high ideation, like yourself, are very good at seeing little unique details that most people miss, right? It's like the, like when everyone's talking about the great big Goliath thing, you can see the David, the value in the David, the small thing, the underdog. You know how you, you get yeah. all fired up when you think about the underdog? Yep, absolutely. Right? So that's part of your ideation strength, Okay. Then you got your husband who's got belief very high and people who have, have belief very high make decisions based on core values. Uh, in other words, they're like these rules on how things should be. That's why he uses the word should a lot. You've heard yep. him say should this and totally. should that. You've probably told them, hey, don't should on people, but that's who he is, <laughs> the shoulder, yeah. right? And so here you are with these wonderful little ideas that come constantly, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every single time you're up, an idea pops into your head and then who do you share it with? The person you love the most, who is like a brick wall, uh, a what I would call stubborn, right? But this is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. People of high belief are naturally stubborn. Everything to a person of high belief is a no until one day magically it becomes a yes. And who knows when that's going to be, right? So when we're looking at ideation and belief, here comes your ideas at him and his answers are always no, right? Yep, and that absolutely. can be, and that can be a little frustrating. I totally get it until we decide to make good with it and say, okay, what's the value here? Mm -hmm. Your ideation strength is powerful where you come up with ideas and you throw them at the brick wall and nothing sticks. Cause like I said, the brick wall, but what's wonderful about um, the, this concept of ideation is look at it like water. Okay. So have you ever seen how water changes rock? Mm -hmm. yep. Like when water is constantly flowing over rock, it shapes the rock. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So when you're looking at it that way, look at that in your marriage. Ideation, these ideas are constantly coming out of you, mm -hmm. flowing. And the most important ideas, the ones that really matter, that are going to make a real difference in the world, those are the ones that are going to flow over, uh, over around him and through him to help him shape his core values cool. and only the ones that you're constantly sharing because they mean so much to you are the ones, all the other ones bounce off and they never come back again. Yep. That yep. makes him this wonderful soundy board of all your best ideas and a um, we'll call it a, um, uh, a uh, like a, a, a magnet, a demagnifying for all the ideas that are not really that great. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just an idea. You know, so, when they bounce off and they go away. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's so funny. You like describe my husband so perfectly because it's his top, top strength, like belief that yeah. it just makes me laugh. I'm just here taking notes, like to tell him that he's stubborn and it's, it's okay. <laughs> you know, he, 
You know, everything is a no. And and that's the way I've learned with my wife. She's got belief very high. Anytime I have an idea, no matter how much I wave my hands and tell her about it. Yeah. It's going to be a no. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. You know, so if I'm really feeling good about it, I'm going to do it again and again. And then at some point she goes, okay, I'm curious now, (laughs) but it takes that much work. (laughs) I love that. That's funny. It's a lot of work. Well, so kind of to go back with the strengths, I'm, you know, I'm just assuming, and we're assuming that everyone knows everything about strengths and you, we've thrown out some numbers and things like my number 34, like people talk about their number 34, they talk about their top five. So for those of you that don't know, when you first take the test, you can take it and recommend it. I believe I, what I've heard, and I'm sure you'd say is take the five to begin with, because a lot of times what we want to do is we want to look at that bottom strength and be like, Oh, that's the worst. I'm so bad at that. And like, want to fix that. And the whole point of strengths is that like, we need to focus on our strengths because our weaknesses are, are really probably never going to change a whole lot. Knowing them right. Is good. Um, and then later on, maybe like I, you know, purchased all of them and it's a little bit more of an investment. And then you get to know one through 34 and, um, you you still want to focus on those bottom ones or joke about them. At least I do. (laughs) I I love joking Uh, about them. I I, I really do. I love joking about the, we need to, we need to make light of these things because they can be painful enough, you know? Yep, exactly. (laughs) Well, and then I think the other thing that's interesting is the word alone you know, you need to go into the description of it because when I've read some of the, you know, just the word, for example, um, consistency is really on the bottom of mine. Well, I, I can be really ridiculously consistent with things. Um, like I just finished the challenge 75 hard. I had to be consistent, you know, like I was forced into consistency. I'm now doing this podcast for 90 days in a row. I can be consistent. Well, yeah. The, his consistency, the more I've dug into it is actually more based on how we want to treat people and that I have a harder time treating people exactly the same. I actually individual individualization is really high for me. So it's hard. It's difficult consistency. It's hard for me to do like a group program with people because that doesn't, it just doesn't work. Like in my brain, I'm like, well, I know that person is dealing with this and this person is here and this is their strength. And And so I want to create like a program for every single person. So when you read your strengths and you read the words, like dive more into the description of them. It makes, it will make so much more sense to you. You said it so perfectly. Okay. I, wouldn't change, <laughs> I wouldn't change a word of what you just said. It was just perfect um, to help people. Cause you know, Gallup had to pick a word to describe these things. And yep. I can't criticize because there's no way I could come up with a better word. Yep. Um, so what I do is I teach people is like, Hey, it's just a word. Don't bring your drama to the word. Because <laughs> right. uh, yeah, when you see words like consistency low or discipline low or communication low or even belief or responsibility low, mm-hmm. we look at those words and think that we're supposed to be responsible. We're supposed to have belief. We're supposed to be communicators. We're supposed to be consistent. Blah 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 blah. blah. Th- those words are just—they're just words. Yep. Um, it's the descriptions that you'll want to really get into. So I'm, I'm glad you're sharing that with people because they'll take their strengths assessment, look at the words and immediately judge the whole thing yep. and not realize there's a little bit more work than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, so to even one of my other top strengths is communication. And when I had a business coach, um, well, I've had a business coach almost always, but a while back, one of my business coaches said to me, if you could do one thing and one thing only, what would it be? 
And before I could even think, I just said, talk. And she was like, Tina, everything you do needs to revolve around that in some way. So a podcast absolutely makes sense. Training and teaching makes sense. You know, having that be a part of who I am and who my brand is, is important talking, you know? And so then when I found out my strength was communication, I was like, yeah, I was onto something here. Like I, I kind of could see that in the future. Right. So I knew that it was something that was right. Right. And so what I tell my team, and I'm sure you could dive into this a little bit more, Eddie, is that when, when my, my leaders will tell me their strengths, I, I love to use them in, you know, when I'm mentoring them, when I'm, when they come to me with a problem, because I like to be able to give them a little bit of a, um, you know, assignment or challenge based on something I know that will fall into their, their strengths. And so when they know more about them and I know more about them, it has really, really helped. So then, you know, that can keep being duplicatable where they can then talk to their leaders about it. And, and for me, even just purchasing that little $20 book for people and having them take the code, it's, it's worth so much for me every time I jump on a call. And so I just have a notebook. Um, it's a um, business builder like guide, but on there, it has the strengths. And so I just write down everybody's strengths when they know, when they tell me them. And so I will open that up. It's kind of like, I always joke. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to the dentist and they know everything about your life, it's not that they remember they wrote down notes the last time you were with them six months ago or wherever. And so that's, I'll do the same thing. You know, I write down those notes so that I can guide and teach based on those. So I'll kind of hand that over to you. Cause I'm sure you're doing some of that a little bit as well when you're training teams. When uh, uh, taking notes. Um, well, no, just like talking to people about, yeah, about, you know, about their, their strengths strength. and, and coaching them in that. You know what I love? I love, I'll be honest. I, I really love, I love knowing a lot. And it's, it's part of my learner is a strength for me. I, and, and input is also a pretty high strength for me. Learners uh, six and input is 11. These are strengths where I enjoy having information in my head. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I, I could never... I can never imagine a life where I'm not gathering more information. Like I just downloaded this app called Headway that allows me to read books faster. And and I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever. I keep (laughs) gathering information. So I love knowing everything. But my point in this is that what what I've noticed makes a difference, which is more important to me, is asking people questions about their strengths and having them teach me what their strength means. Hmm, Even though I know a lot, I love it like listening to a person teach, like, for example, um, let me just check uh, real quick. Is responsibility like 27 or 26 for you? Is that, oh, I'm sure it's really low. I'll Take a look. It for you. I'm curious about that. And then I'll ask uh, you 24, 24. Okay. So this is how I knew it was like right around there. Okay. Um, is because you're a person who enjoys the, what I would call the, and this is a good thing, by the way, I'm going to use words that sometimes people think is bad. But um, you enjoy the drama of things, which means there's there's highs and there's lows, there's ups and there's downs. And, and for you, life can be like a roller coaster experience and that in some ways you enjoy it. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just is. So when we're looking at how you use your communication strength, um, what I typically see a lot is people in high communication, like myself, it's number seven for me, um, enjoy telling stories. Mm-hmm. where there's a beginning, a middle and end that takes an audience on a journey where they become inspired to want to take steps, right? So that's the general concept of the communication strength. And so to put it back to you, Tina, does, 
do you feel like that's totally you? And what does that look like uh, for you when it comes to what you want to do with your business or your relationships or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. The roller coaster of drama. I would say that's totally me. <laughs> it's yeah. funny that you like pick up stuff like that, but just based on strengths. Um, but yeah. That's so for you, what does that look like? Right. And is that so you're saying that is you awesome. What does that look yeah. like? And how it's have more, you noticed it? The, it's more that I do not enjoy the mundane at all. And so sometimes that's really good. And sometimes that's really bad. And so sure. um, I like, I just like excitement. Yeah, you're totally right. So, you know, the mundane will like crushes my soul, like thinking of doing laundry or, ugh, you know, like any of that sort of stuff. That's like the same every single day. Um, super boring. So that maybe that falls into the consistency too. I just don't Probably. like consistency. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like a nightmare for you would be on an assembly line process. Oh, I was just going to say a nine to five job, like having to drive the same way. Like, I, again, with the 75 hard challenge that I just did, one of the things that drives me crazy is our, where we live, there's no loop. So you only can go out and in, like that's it. And there's one place you can walk. So if I want to go for a walk, I literally will get in my car and go drive and find a different place every single time. I just can't even handle, like, I just, it's cold here. I'm in Wisconsin. And then also just walking the same path every single day. It was like, oh, so I need something, you know, I need, I need to change up. And that's something minimal, but that's like kind of how my whole life goes. Is, is discipline low? Hmm. I'm pretty Just out sure. of curiosity. Now I'm curious. Yep, 30. 30. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's talk about that for a moment. This again, that's why I love, I love it. it. People that are low in consistency find it difficult to um, see the, or get value in structure and consistent routine hmm. or predictable routine. Yep. Would you say that that's you? Absolutely. Yep. I want something so, different. So does, does that mean that you could like have a plan on a thing like a podcast or 75 thing, but then as soon as it's over, it's like, I can't do it again. I got to do something completely different. Totally. Uh, does that, does that sound like, yeah, like I've already conquered it. Right. Like I've already done it. Hmm, and, yeah. I, and I think sometimes with like goals, for example, I'm um, just speaking in doTERRA world. Like I've been in the rank of diamond forever. And like the idea of like solidifying that rank is like, it's so boring to me. I'm like, no, I only want to go to the next level. Right. No. And so being like, not stuck, stuck's a really bad word. I feel like when it's something that's not a bad thing, like I'm not, not stuck. I'm just in the same place. Yeah. Um, it drives me nuts. Or like coaching with someone. They're like, well, you just need to get back. No, I don't want to get back anywhere that I was. I want to go somewhere new. So yes, I would say that that's accurate. So, so for you, it's like, how do I take what I'm working on that is a, a consistent thing, but make it feel new mm -hmm. and change it up. Right. Is that, would you yeah, say that that's absolutely. always the goal? Yeah. This is yeah. what I love about asking good questions. Cause then I feel like in this moment, I know how to support you. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of me telling you how I would solidify or how I would grow, which is what 99.9% .9 of all coaches and leaders and mentors try to do because that's the only thing they know how to do. Like the only thing they know how to do is tell you what they did and how yeah. they would do it. And then they hope that that helps you. Yeah. But what I'm learning is that extremely rare for me to tell you how I would do that and that process be helpful to you. Hmm. What I've learned instead, which is massively more helpful is, okay, let's look at how you can take your current business, 
which requires some consistent and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, we'll call it attention, but yeah. make what you do interchangeable and new and fresh every week, every month, every quarter, every year. And so you're always doing something that excites you and gets you up and going, yet it consistently contributes to your business without you feeling like you are the, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, somebody who gets distracted easily. Oh yeah, right? squirrel. Well, squirrel, there you go, right? What's the newest thing and get hopped up yep. on new trends. For other people, that might be a bad idea, but for you, it appears it's an energizing one. Yep. The truth is that all that matters when it's growing a business, it's just that people see your face and hear your voice and hear your message, which mm -hmm. is I'm here to help people. Yep. Right. Yep. That's all that matters. How you do that, make it yep. fun for you. You know, and so this is what I love about asking questions versus saying, let me tell you about this strength or let me tell you yeah. about that strength. Um, in fact, I have a certification course where I teach people how to coach without having to know everything. It's more just how to ask great questions that gets people moving. It's far oh, more awesome. valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I think about how many different coaches I've worked with yeah. over the years. And I've actually chosen coaches based on what their like their not I, strength is not the right word, but what is their thing? You know, like, is it sales? Is it confidence? Is it numbers? And yeah. I've only expected that out of them for that, that reason in a lot of ways. So I love that. And not unintentionally choosing yeah. it in that way, but that's <laughs> awesome. So one thing that I have happened quite a bit is people will get their, their words, their strengths, and they will be mad. They'll think that theirs are not good, or they wish they had a different one, or somehow they think, well, this certain, you know, set of, you know, strengths would be better if, for me in doTERRA or as a leader of a business or a business owner or whatever. And so what would you say to that? Well, I think it's important, you know, I'm a strategic thinker, <laughs> which means you ask me a simple question. You're never going to get a simple answer. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going, there is about five different things that are going on with, a, with the reaction like that. So I'm going to just try to keep this as simple as I can. And then we can have a conversation yep. about this or else I could go on a three hour rant about this. <laughs> So what's happening in there when somebody looks at their strengths and immediately goes, this is wrong, that, that is programming. So when we're children, the majority of between the ages of zero and seven, the majority of the information that we receive is disempowering information, right? It's like, let me do this for you, right? It's the parent or parent or teacher or somebody, some kind of a mentor figure in their life between zero and seven is doing things for them and thus leading the person by the time they turn eight or nine to believe that they're not capable of doing or to take care of themselves or be empowered. Okay, so there, I'm just gonna put that first. Um, when somebody sees their strengths as something is, is not going to work for the thing that they want, it's, you're missing the fundamental principle of what strengths is. So strengths shows you what you care about, right? And it shows you how you love to do things. Mm. If we were to take your strengths and change them to different ones, then you would care about different things and you would do things differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for example, if we were to take discipline, that's low for you yeah. and bringing it up to the top strength and take adaptability, which is higher for you, which is that like a nine or something? Versus yeah, it's really high. I think it's a 10. 
Oh no, just kidding. I have to, my adaptability is actually 29. 29, okay, so let's think of a different one. Um, maximizer, is that in your top 10? Six. Six, okay, brilliant, so let's go with that. So if we were to take discipline out, which is structure and routine, put that up into your top 10 and replace that with maximizer. Let's take maximizer and bring that down. You're going to become a fundamentally different person. You'll be the person who needs to have your whole day planned out <laughs> so that you have something structured to just follow and you will stop focusing on excellence. <laughs> That's who you are. Yeah. So if you were to say, oh, I wish discipline was higher, mm -hmm. then you have to give up something. Something else, right? Yeah. And yep. so that means that you're going to care about something different. Mm -hmm. So with that principle in mind, let's look at somebody who has, let's say, uh, for example, a bunch of relationship building strengths. And one of the things I commonly see is somebody with empathy high and they'll, and they're in business, right? And they'll feel like empathy is a bad strength. Like to feel the feelings of another person is not going to help them be powerful business leaders. Yep. Well, first off, that's a bunch of horse crap, mm -hmm. but let's take a look at it. And what they'll say is, I feel the feelings of others, but it's too much to bear. And so I wish I didn't feel so much, mm. right? So what that means that if you, if you take that away from them, if you take that empathy strength out, then they stop caring about people's feelings. Mm. That's okay. not who they're saying they want to be, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're, what they're, they're saying is that I want to honor people's feelings without taking on their feelings. And let's be honest, is that even a thing? Mm -hmm. Right. Nope. How can you care about someone's feelings, but not have like feel those feelings too. Right. And so when a person has empathy high, they feel those feelings. And that means that that matters to them. Mm -hmm. The problem is they're adding things onto the empathy strength that don't belong there, like taking responsibility over someone's feelings. Uh, yeah. That's not a strength. That's some weird programming. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like just because you feel a person's feelings, why, you know, it's like, it's amazing how you think that is now your job to fix them or change them or make them better. That's where everything goes wrong. So I, I'm so grateful that over my life of coaching people, I don't just use strengths. There's a lot of things. Uh, there's a great book, which I'm going to suggest. You, I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about it. It's called Loving What Is. Mm -hmm. uh, Loving What Is by Byron Katie. What you learn is that your empathy strength is about you using your empathy to feel the feelings of others so you can be of value to them, mm -hmm. not to take their feelings away, which is basically um, being in their business. Yeah. Right. This is a horrible place to be. Yeah. So instead, as an empathy a person, let's say a person with high empathy, you can say, I feel, this is what I feel you got going on in your life. And you tell me if that's something you want to keep feeling, or do you want my help with that? But I will know, I will not take, I will never take it on. I'll never ask you to give it to me because if I try to take on your, 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 your negative feelings, then now we're both unhappy and this is not helping any of us. Right. Right. But instead we can use empathy and say, I feel the feelings that you are feeling right now. And I'm asking you, do you want help with that? Or are you cool with, we just 
the fact that we just feel it together. Either way, it's awesome. Fine with me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So I just want people to know the strengths show what you care about. And if we change them just because you don't find convenience with them, then you're ultimately not going to care about the same things and you become a different person. So how about we just love who we are? Use it. A value to other people. Uh, uh, that's me like being brief yeah. on that subject. <laughs> well, that was perfect. No, because I can Ooh. relate. And I know a lot of people listening can relate as well. I, oh, I happen to like attract a lot of people with empathy because I have none. And so, um, I, need people <laughs> around. I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. I actually used to joke. I'm like, I think 35 is my empathy strength, but it's actually not that low. Obviously it's 25. Um, but my kids even say it. Their mom, I'm like, mom, can you care a little bit? Like my kids go to my husband if they're like hurt themselves because they know he's going to like coddle them a little bit. That's his not. job. Yeah. <laughs> not your job. That's his job. Yeah. Put her dad for that. Totally. Yep. Come to me to be maximized. Come yeah, to me yeah. to, to get better, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it's good. It, loving what is <laughs> that book. I actually read it, was recommended. Um, my husband and I went through great struggles in our marriage a few years ago. And my coach at the time, although she was a business coach, um, she knew that she couldn't coach me in business at that point. And so we really dove into uh, to marriage stuff. It was awesome. Like it really, but that book, when you brought it up, I was like, oh. Yeah, there's so it's just a deep, beautiful, beautiful book. And anything you're yeah. whether you're going through something or you're not going through something, it's a really great book. So I love that you brought that up. It's a heavy one. I I, I yeah. whenever people hire me privately, uh, my so when people hire me privately, the my first requirement is they must read that book before we even start. Awesome. Um, because it's and plus it's kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always tell people it's good to have someone supporting you who's read it. Yep. to help you make sense of it. Yeah. It's just that amazing. I love yeah. that book. That's so cool. So you brought up a couple different things that you do. And mm-hmm. one of them is one-on-one coaching. You also have some certifications Do you have, and, and talks. Uh, do you also do, you know, you have some programs and such. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm sure some people are like, well, I want to dive in more. So yeah. Um, so I like, I like having low uh, cost of entry, you know what I mean? Yeah, Low resistance places for people to start. And the place to start always with me is my book. So the, the book is called Unleash Your Strengths. Um, let me give you the brief history on this one. I, I, when I first got introduced to strengths, I needed to know everything about them. That's just me. I wanted to know when you get your strengths reports, what do you do? And I coached probably in about a year, about a thousand people. And I did it for free because I, I needed to have no resistance. I wanted people to tell me about their strengths so I can learn about what they look like. And in that journey, I learned some things about strengths that Gallup doesn't talk about. So I started doing workshops and then the workshop became an audiobook. And then the audiobook, I turned it into a physical book. And at that point, I needed to send it off to Gallup to say, hey, do I need to license this with you all? Mm. And since my book is 100% me, it's not Gallup's information. Gallup looked over it and went through the whole thing and said, Um, there's nothing in here. You don't need to license your book with us because you're not really using our intellectual property. The only thing we ask you to do is add the little trademark symbols to some of the themes like relator or includer, things like that. And then they wanted to make sure that I put this little program, uh, this little paragraph in the book that says Gallup has nothing to do with this book and we don't support it. We don't, you know, we don't endorse this and so on, which was the greatest thing ever. So they put that in the book and that book is designed specifically for you to get value from your strengths quickly, to know how to use them and find joy and love in them and see how they can be applied to your business 
your relationships, your health, your belief in you, all those things. Uh, so that's the first one. I always tell people start there. Yeah. Uh, to get that is uh, at unleashyourstrengths.net. Um, and we just came out with a second edition of the book. We've added three new chapters. Um, uh, as of the recording of this, it's about to be published. Maybe by the time this is released and people will probably be able to get it. it we're right now in the middle of launching this, this second edition of the book. Um, and it's, it's going to be a huge game changer. So that's the gateway, right? When you come into that and you start with the strengths, then you can start looking at, okay, well, when's the next marriage course? When's the next business training course? Of course, I've got doTERRA trainings. Um, I've got all kinds of things. There's so many things to talk about. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the best way to start is with the book. Cool. Love that. That's a super great entry point. So thank you so much. Well, I imagine that I could probably talk to you for like 17 hours straight on this or 34, since I'd like to talk about each strength for an hour. Yeah, you and I could uh, talk forever. I could tell. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, oh, this could get really long. So um, I will end us um, now, but um, I'm super excited to dive into your book. Um, and just learn more too about what you're doing. I know you've been on some of our team calls and just like, you know, the events that you do have been really powerful. So thank you for being like team doTERRA, team knowledge, team love, just on all those kind of things. So I thank you for that. So um, is there any last and final thing you kind of want to leave our audience with? I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, um, there's, there's so much, but I'll, I'll say this, that when you are doing things in a way that is unique to who you are. Every result, everything you create, no matter what, small, simple thing or big thing, every one of those things contributes to what I call self-love, where every dollar you make in your business is confirming that who you are is enough. Every time you have a great um, interaction with a spouse or a friend or a child or someone you care about, it's confirming that who you are is enough. Everything that you do when it comes to improving your health with your strengths proves who you are enough. So if I can leave this one message to everybody is challenge, I challenge you to understand your strengths and apply them to everything because every single result will confirm you are enough. And there is no greater result to create for other people than to absolutely be 100% convinced that you are all you need to be. And that, that right there, that will make massive difference in the world. That's my mission to help every human being on this planet love who they are and love that it looks different for everyone. Uh, so that's my, my challenge to everyone. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. We talk all about confidence and all about loving who you are and who God created you to be on this podcast a ton. So thank you. Thank you. That was great. And, um, for everyone listening, I would love for you guys to, you know, jump over, find Eddie. Um, we've got everything in the show notes for you guys to find his book, find him on social media, all the things that he has going on right now, his website, all that fun stuff. And as always, I would absolutely love if you want to leave a review, five-star review, especially, I would love it. Just relaunching this podcast, um, seeing more and more people listening, which is so fun as you see people all over the world tuning in. I don't know if some of these countries that are tuning in actually can understand me, um, <laughs> but it's getting the word out and it's been super fun. So thank you again. And we will see you back here tomorrow.